and welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. I'm Anna Harding. And I'm Ali Bailey. Uh, you are listening to Lucky Episode number seven. Uh, number seven is a mythical, magical number. It is. It's in, in many cultures, it is considered very, very lucky. So if you are listening to this, then we will spread our luck on you, like dusting you with luck. Or we'll prove that superstition isn't real, but it'll be terrible. One of the two. Which will it be? Keep listening to find out, listeners. Oh, Anna Harding, you've been travelling around the globe, haven't you? <laughs> I, in the last 48 48 to 72 hours, um, my little trotters have probably touched the ground of approximately four different countries. How cool is that? You literally globe trotters. <laughs> trot, trot, trot. <laughs> You're so showbiz. You're so showbiz. Should we, um, should we get into this? Let's hear your win, Grim, get in the bin then. I think this might be related. Yeah, so this, I mean, I'm going to sound like a showboating bastard here, but um, I've had a very, very wonderful weekend in the Italian Alps. Hmm. I told everyone I was going to France. I'm wearing I'm wearing a little French t-shirt. La Peche. Yeah, La Peche. I told everyone I was going to France. Um, turns out Cormier is uh, in Italy, <laughs> not France. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I've been. Um and it also involved a little cheeky stopover in riot-stricken Paris, which was um, terrifying. Is that why they were rioting? Because why I got there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, was it ultrasound system pod fans <laughs> just rioting to, to get to you to show them your wins and grims? Uh, it was a little more I serious mean, than that, but yeah. <laughs> they, they showed you they showed you their grims, didn't they? Did indeed. So yeah, Cormaya is the town in the Italian Alps, the other side of the Mont Blanc tunnel uh, from Chamonix, where one or two maybe of the UTMB races starts um, and I will be doing one of them the little tiny baby one in August so I headed out there on a press trip with Hoka and some very very cool people to go and recce the route now when I say recce the route normally what you think about with a recce is doing little bits of the route uh, no we just went and did the whole thing <laughs> bloody hell so which one I get so confused with the UTMB Main, yeah. My main beef with it is you have to go and find the precious stones. Little, oh, around, yes. little around and ultra running the precious stones. You have to find them, bring them to the man. <laughs> he'll take them from you. A pretty penny and he'll let you put you in a race. So uh, there's like <laughs> 150 races. Yeah. Which one and they've all got three letters. So it's like ABC, CBD, ANL. Um, FML. Are you doing the F FML? I'm doing the FML. No, I'm doing the ETC, which is like, etc. <laughs> Right. Um, so that one is basically their like entry level one, which you don't need precious little stones for. And it's a really nice introduction to mountain running to be in the sort of festival atmosphere that happens for like a week in Chamonix. Like trail runners just take over the whole of this area around Mont Blanc um, in August. Yeah, it's like the Coachella of running, isn't it? It is like the FOMO is real if you're like seeing everyone's posts when they're in Chamonix. So um, I am going to be there and the ETC is 15 kilometres. It's a punchy little bastard. It's got 1200 metres of elevation over 15k. Ooh, yikes. So 
I know you like feet, Ali. <laughs> Not like that. Not like a fetish. <laughs> I love feet, claws, trotters, globe trotters, gnarled hooves. It's 4,000 4, feet. Nice and tasty, like a knick-knack paliwhack over 15K. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, it's a race up a hill. It's a race up a hill. But so we we wrecked the whole route on Sunday and uh, it is very uphill and the ups are very up, surprisingly. But one, absolutely stunning. Two, the downhill is runnable. No, shut the front door. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it's it's very fun. There's lots of like switchbacks, actual switchbacks, not kind of chase switchbacks. You go sort of. Although, although Canuck Chase is also nice, Paul. <laughs> Got him in there. Mentioned that Alban dude. Um, hey, uh, with this sort of race, mm. this 15k, 4,000 foot malarkey, mm. have you got any idea what sort of uh, clientele it will attract? So are you going to have like cloven hooved goats or are you relatively nice um, people? So I know that the winner, male winner last year, did it in one hour and 26 minutes. That's like a 30 minute 5k three times. Quicker than a 30 minute 5k three times. I'm trying to work out how many miles how many miles is 15k? I'm so bad with Ks. Well, 5k is three miles. So three, six, nine. Nine miles. Okay. 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 So an hour and twenty-six minutes in my brain. I mean, is it that fast for 10 miles? But you add in four thousand foot vert, and it actually is quite fast, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Cool. And it's technical. Some of the technical stuff is up. And out of interest, how long did I know that you probably were having a right old laugh on your recce, but how long did your recce take? So we did it in just over four and a half hours and the cutoff is four and a half hours. And we did have a lot of lols on the way. Like we we absolutely did not hammer it. Oh, man. Like, so, yeah, the cutoff is four and a half hours for it. Are, that, are they going to set people, are they going to set the fast guys off earlier or are they going to put you all in the same bucket? I think we're all in the same bucket, but I think it's probably one of those where you line up at the start line. Hopefully it'll be like Parkrun where you line up at the start line and the fasties go off fast and then we're just left to our own devices. Because some of the trails, especially on the ups, actually most of the trails are real single track trails. There isn't like no place for overtaking. This sounds like right good fun. Yeah. Like I've always been a bit, I don't really, I'm not really interested in UCMB because I don't like loads and loads of people uh, or I don't even like medium amounts of people. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, no, nah, I don't think that's for me. I think it might freak me out. I think at some point in my life, I'll go to see mm. the spectacle because I appreciate yeah. the spectacle. And last year's coverage was incredible. Like I think Hoka spent like a million pounds on it. It was like the Formula mm. One coverage. It is. And I think I think they probably spent more on it. And what I would say about UTMB is I know it's a bit Marmite, um, especially like talking about it on an ultra running podcast. There'll be people out there who've got their own opinions of it. But part of the reason why I'm doing this and going to ETC and sort of showcasing this smaller race and, and um, you know, trying to get the word out there a little bit is that um, the disparity between men and women entrance in the biggie in the in the utmb race the 100 mile race is stark there are far more men than women that enter it and you know actually we talked in a, a previous episode about oh you know what are your goals you know what are you aiming for in the future i would one day like to do the full utmb and I think working your way through some of these races to get mountain experience is that accessible route in 
to to do that and I hope that actually while I was out there with the group that we were doing it with we've got um we've got a group of women right all of the British team are women there's a, a girl called Esme London who did that's not her actual name Esme Gummer is her name but she's Esme London on Instagram is she a rapper well she's not running no she is yeah I'm Esme London isn't it <laughs> She's brilliant. She's um follow her on Instagram. She is like a little pocket of positivity. She's wonderful. There's a vet called Heidi who was out there. Watch her. Vets. Yeah. She will win the hundred miler. She'll be like, oh, actually, I'm not doing the 15k. I'm just gonna go do the vets are just super, they're just incredible. Like she's doing Tour de Hell Valen. There we go. Sabrina Virgie, Emma Stewart. Yeah. But they're just Jasmine Paris, vets, 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 vets. Is it Jasmine Doctor or Vet? One of the two. Anyway. Uh, Miranda Larby, she's um the editor of uh, Stylist or uh, a magazine anyway. She's really cool. And yeah, so basically all these women, we're all going out there, we're all doing it for the girls, and we're all hopefully showing that, you know, we can and will take over the world in ultra running and and hopefully just kind of show that it is for everyone. Like I mean, taking over the world's great, but just to have equal numbers at the start is great as well, isn't it? That would be a, f- a start. <laughs> Small steps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait till you get to my end the bin. You're gonna, your head's going to explode and things are going to happen and the whole world's going to go mad. That sounds like right good fun. I'd love to go and do something like that. Oh, and I must say, Charles and Eddie are worth their weight in gold. They've been brilliant this weekend. Um, one, for obviously these savage uphills, but two, like there are a couple of river crossings, but then there are also some crossings where the rivers are frozen. It's snow and ice still even though it's mm-hmm. summer it's mad um so yeah there's um there are there is photographic evidence of me like picking my way through some of these icy bits so yeah Charles and Eddie I did see some I saw some photos of you and I thought that looks like my jam like I yeah. love stuff like that it's awesome isn't it so much it's yeah. so much fun it makes it to a proper adventure it's like I imagine it's like when you're five years old and you get taken to the best adventure playground you know where it's got monkey bars and it's got massive slides and it's got um a climbing net like it's- yeah and it's got a zip line yes the ultimate crack for kids a zip line yes that is it and and this is the equivalent of a zip line at an adventure playground i felt like i was just playing in the mountains it was amazing so that's my win what a win i'm so jealous when when is it when in august is it uh end of august so like 24th 25th ish Ah, I would would come, but I'm doing a huge UK-based race, really actually high-profile, probably got coverage on the BBC, actually. Um, It's called Grand Tour Skidore. You've probably heard of it. Like, it's massive. It's bigger than UTMB. Yeah. It's like UTM Lake District. So, I mean, I would come, but I can't. Busy. Busy. Yeah, busy. Biz. Um, The funny thing about uh, Grand Grand Tour Skidore is it's 47 miles long. Yeah. Right. So yours is 50. Yours is 10 miles long. Yeah. Mine has 8,000 foot of vert. Yeah. Yours has 4,000 foot of vert. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're the, you're, you're the, you're the absolute pain bucket and I'm in the relative pain bucket. (laughs) But mine is over quicker. True. Mine does take all fucking day and it goes up skiddle. Um, I get to ring a bell on mine though. When you get top of skiddle, you got to ring a bell. Great big bell, like a school bell. And then you run away. That's yeah, exciting. That's very cool. What's your win? My win. Uh, okay, so my win and my grim are actually the same thing. Now, okay. trigger warning, everybody. I'm about to talk about mental health and addiction. If you can't cope with that at the moment, then please skip to the good bit, which is the end. Right, this week. So I hi everyone. My name's Ali Bailey. I'm an alcoholic. That's not a joke. I am one. Um, and I've been I've I've been sober for nearly two years. And I drank for 25 years to the point of um what should I say? Exhaustion. Just because I couldn't 
deal with my emotions. It's all in the book. It's very, 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 very interesting because it was mainly work. I worked in the media and it was hard. You know that, Anna, right? When you're in the media, yeah. it's literally thrown down your throat. Yeah. Uh, but also I had, I just couldn't cope with like depression and stuff. So the the alcohol didn't make me depressed. I was already depressed, but the alcohol really doesn't help the depression because it puts you into an anxiety cycle and also just makes you like it go fucking berserk. So I've been sober for two years. Everything I've had some therapy. I've like worked my, I'm working my way through a million books. I'm doing loads of like coaching stuff and uh, rah, 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 rah. but it's a long old journey. And this weekend it like, it's been bad for two weeks. There's this weird hook of like, have a drink. It's like a self-destruct button. It's like when things are going well, suddenly it's there. And it's not like you go down the middle aisle of Tesco to look at the wine salivating. You're just mm. like, oh my God. Oh my God, what do I do? Oh my God, what do I do? And I've got this toolbox that I've that I've built up over like two or three years and I can use the tools in it. But sometimes the voice is too loud, right? The win is... But the weekend it got super bad and I managed to get through it. So the main the, the wins, the win I want to celebrate for everybody is when you have those days that are so dark and you can't see the end of the tunnel, yeah. but you manage to get through it. And then you get to the other side of it. And I think that today is that day where I'm like, actually, this is feels okay. I feel like my boat is not rocking anymore. I feel like I'm back on the on the calm water. And you're like, oh my God, thank God. But it's just that having that little celebration of like, I did it. And I've done it this time, which means I can do it again. It's all temporary. Yeah. And I'm just, every time I do it, I'm like, oh, I'm so relieved that I've managed to get through that. And do you know what? It might not come back for another eight weeks. It might come back on Friday. We just don't know. Mm. It's a fun jack-in-the-box of absolute <laughs> hell that just might pop out. But I'm super glad that um, that I managed to get through it. And I just wanted to talk about running in this in this sense as well. But this mm. is also my grim, the, the, the mental health spirals that you go into – when I, when I basically got to the point where I was like, well, if I'm going to feel like this forever, what's the point in being sober? What's the point in going on? Which is yeah. just, that's the that, that's like the far end of it. And then I know a lot of people are like, oh, run it, go running. And I'm like, yeah. And But running is not therapy, it's therapeutic. And I think I put this on yes. Instagram the other day. It's spelled exercise, not exorcise. And even running wasn't really helping me because I just felt so shit. I still did it. And I think I felt like 30% better. But I think it's this yeah. myth that running will save you. The grim bit, it it, yeah. it, it won't save you. No. Like you have to save yourself basically. But it does buy you the time to think and recharge your kind of serotonin battery, even if it's a, if Garmin had a serotonin battery, I think mine would be at 3% most of the time. <laughs> but if you go yeah. running, it goes up to 5%. Um, and um. Yeah, it just was really awful. And I just wanted to mention it on here because I don't really talk about that very much. But I am very much a person that doesn't, um, that, that suffers with these whiffles, the addiction and mental health cycle, which is really horrible. Because once you've got the mental health, that's one thing. But then having the addiction bit thrown in like a massive spanner in the works doesn't help. Uh, and to anyone that's listening um, that that is um, that, this, that can identify with this, got your back man if you ever want to like message me on instagram i've got loads of books i can recommend and um and i'm with you and i'm i'd love to hear people's stories of how they cope with things like this because i think sharing without with addiction especially alcohol or drugs there's massive massive amount of shame still around it but there is yep. no shame addiction is ritualized comfort seeking it's exactly the same as being addicted to your phone mm, yeah or 
addicted to running like it's ritualized Mm. comfort seeking where you're covering up something by repeating another behavior that's usually not very good for you when I say not very good for you I mean because you're not approaching those emotions or feelings or thoughts you're trying to like Mm. throw water over them yeah cover it up yeah it's like a fire that never goes out you can throw as much water as you want but but it's like a fire that never goes out anyway so um that's my way that's my win and my grin wrapped up in the same thing it's not my get in the bin because it won't get in the bin so there's no point in even wishing it in the bin because it's not going to get in the bin it's going to be here forever um and um yeah if anybody wants to, to send us a, send me a message or drop a message to the pod i've got loads of book recommendations loads of podcast recommendations um and also loads of help recommendations if you need a little bit of help but i'm i'm pleased with myself anna i'm still standing in the words of Elton John. Yeah, I'm here. Good. Good. I'm I'm so proud of you. And I, you know, I can't even, I'm not going to be like, oh God, you know, it must feel like this. It must feel like that because I don't, that's not helpful. I don't know what it feels like. Everyone's different. Even people who are going through, you know, problems with addiction or mental health, like everyone feels it mm-hmm. differently. So I'm not, you know, I, I empathize with you, but I can't sympathize. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So, yeah, um, but just know that I am super proud of you and you should be really proud of yourself. It's so nice to see you this morning, like through that other side. I I did feel a little bit like helpless at the weekend because I was like, I really want to like do something Mm. and help you. But I think, you know, sometimes you just have to dig yourself out of it, don't you? And do you know what the best thing people can do is? Listen. So if, you know, if someone reaches out to you, they're not asking for you to save, solve, solve it or save them. They're asking for you to listen. And they're not even asking for you to validate them by going, I know it's awful. They're asking for you to listen. And if you can just listen and, and be there in person to give someone a cuddle and, and, you know, it's really, there's a really interesting thing. One of my clients sent me, which is a, a letter that Stephen Fry wrote someone when they were feeling really down. And he says in this letter, words to the effect of, it's really awful when people tell you how much they love you and how great you are when you actually don't love yourself. And it is. I love you. You're amazing. When you don't feel it yourself, it's like, you want to tell them to fuck off. I want to tell them to fuck off. I'm like, I fucking know but I can't have that for myself. So it's having someone listen. And it's also having someone treat you like normal. Like if my mates text me and go, do you, do you need me? I'm like, no, I'll, I'll tell you if I need you. I just want to be left alone. I'm not, I'm not isolating myself. They'll know if I am because I'll stop talking to them. But I'm, I'm, if I do need them, I would say, I just need you to listen. And I ring up Lorna or ring up or talk to you or I talk to my friend Kirsty or talk to my friend Julius and, and they just listen. And then it's like, it's like, and it's all out. And I think people sometimes think that's mm. putting a burden on someone. But, yeah. but that's your thoughts about it. And most of the time that person wants to help. So listening is like the ultimate thing and no judgment, no emotion and no trying to solve it because you can't solve it. it no one's ever listened to someone that's depressed or talk about addiction <laughs> and gone, I've got just the thing. And suddenly it's solved. Because if they were, if they had, Tony Robbins wouldn't still be walking around doing his talks and neither would Brené Brown. <laughs> so it's about listening and, and getting it. But anyway, anyway, yeah. that's a little bit of seriousness on a podcast full of absolute waffle. Um, What's your what's your get in the bin? My get in the bin is well, my grim actually, first of all, is um dehydration, which is an important one to yeah. talk about because uh water is the source of life. All right, put your two-litre water bottle down, Ali. I'm just gonna have a sip of my two-litre mm, water bottle. Good for you. What's that line in Zoolander where he's being the merman and it's like oh. it's like water is the essence nature or something like that but something like that (laughs) um moisture is the essence of wetness and wetness is the essence of beauty 
exactly that's what i just said <laughs> yeah that was well remembered moistness is the essence oh. of beauty uh, moist athlete juice is the essence <laughs> of athlete juice new perfume from anna harding and hoka yuck yeah so basically uh the the weekend you know first world problems involved a lot of travel a majority of it by train don't worry i'm not burning the planet down ah if i do have vacances pour le train le train Oh, hang on, you went in France. Well, I did speak French most of the weekend. <laughs> there were few opportunities to refill my water bottle. And this is such a first mile problem. But on trains, on planes, at airports, they make it so difficult. Some airports are much, much better now. When I landed in Paris... You filled it up for, you filled it up for a fireman's hose out the front because he was there battling uh... the riots. <laughs> No, I didn't because that would have been assault. He would have salted me with that water. Oh no, because you'd asked him. Oh, and you weren't asking him to spray you with his hose. You were just saying, "Can I have some water for his yeah. hose?" But in, in Paris, I'm sure they have like like you know, like basically those things that you have in the corner of offices. No, there, there was a, there was a water fountain when I got through. Um, was that in Paris? I don't know. I've been so many. Pra- I can't remember. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is there was such a lack of public publicly available water refilling points. Now, I think there are two reasons for this. One, the maintenance and upkeep and stuff of having them is probably like a cost that people like companies, businesses, whatever, don't want to pay for. But two, I think they just, you're a captive audience. They just want you to spend like five euros on a bottle of water. Yeah. And also, but it's not five euros, is it? Because you bought a can of Red Ambulance Athlete Juice. How much did that cost? Seven euros for a can. It was like the mini bottle, the mini glass bottle. What? The f- no. Yeah. No. Seven okay. Euros. I am. To- I'm gonna tell you a story about about seven pound milk in a minute, or oh, the seven pound milk. So I, uh, uh, I totally agree with you. Can I just ask? Excuse me, but I think we might have some people who are pilots oh. or flight attendants, yeah, or people that work on palatron. Now. Why is it that there isn't just like just a little water fountains everywhere? Well, how can I expect you to sit on a flight? I know that yours wasn't this long, but I've got on the last flight I got on was twelve hour flight. There was you couldn't go and fill your water up. Mm. You had to like do the ding ding, give her your little plastic thing, and she'd huff and puff, go to the back, fill it up. It's a it's half a day. You should, you're in the air. You should be drinking two liters of water, and or you buy one, and it's the size of a fucking egg cup, like yeah. you just mentioned. Yeah, and the thing is, I um ended up. So this this is my squash. That's what color my wee was most of the weekend. I was going to say, did you end up bare grillsing it and pissing oh. into the bottle, and then just drinking that? I should have done. Um, here's the thing for you. I uh, there was a, a tweet from Avanti Trains few months ago that was like look at our brand new trains with all the bells and whistles they're going to be coming to a train line near you and I replied to them and I went please tell me that they have somewhere to fill up your water and this guy replied and he was like yes they do and I was like brilliant it's about time so then roll on a few months I get on said Avanti brand new shiny train I must say the headrests are very comfortable but are they moist no no go to go and fill up my water bottle at their brand new jazzy shiny water refill point and they're all out of order because i then tweeted them back and went great that you've got them why are they not working because they don't know how to refill the water in them so they've put them on everyone's emptied them of water and apparently they now don't know how to refill them 
So they're just all sat there out of use and empty. Love it. Like, I understand it's probably difficult to get like running water on a moving item of item, moving transport. No, stop. It's like, it's like putting petrol in it. The, the trains want a petrol. Or it's like putting people in it. It's just, there's a hole. You stop the train, you put a hose in, you fill it up. It's like a giant Winnebago. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It's not like they've always been empty. It's just that they've always never been available. So, yeah, my get in the bin is dehydration because genuinely I was like, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't drink enough. Like if I don't drink any more water. Um, Can we get someone that works on an aeroplane or a a train to just DM us and explain this to us, especially the aeroplane thing? Because the aeroplane thing pisses me off because you're so high up in the air and you're, you get so dehydrated and they don't and when you ask for a glass of water they give it to you in like a five millimeter cup like they give you pills in a mental institution mm. one of those little paper cups of water yeah. very precious uh i understand that planes have a certain weight allowance but there's enough for bottled water so why isn't there enough for like just a water fountain yeah yeah it's bonkers while we're at it calling out for people who work on airplanes and things i would like someone so this i mean this is this will be mad if we have someone who listens who this applies to but we found a police officer so the podcast policeman he's always <laughs> listening be careful i would like to know from someone who works at airport security um i had a little bit of anxiety at the weekend while i was packing because i only had hand luggage and i wanted to take charles and eddie my poles and well you should have bought them a ticket then well that's it do i need to buy them a ticket so on the on the like yes i've packed all this myself on the check-in declaration and stuff it says all of the list of things that you're not allowed to have in your hand luggage and on it was like sports equipment and there was like a picture of like you know mountaineers have their like pickaxe type poles yeah. that i think they're a bit sharper than running poles oh they are so they are banned and i put charles and eddie in my hand luggage and prayed to the gods of running that they wouldn't be confiscated nah, Nah, mate. They make what? They won't be. Well, they're not confiscated. No. Well, I've had them confiscated. No. On trips. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've always told people to put them in their in their big luggage. And I uh, Namibia, uh, but that's there's there's so many flights. Like there's like three flights things to get to Namibia, Mongolia. I always told people to put them in their in their in yeah. luggage because they've got spiky sticks on them. Think about a pole. You could kill someone with a pole. But right, here's my argument for this because <laughs> I've I've thought about this a lot because I've literally been like, oh my god, please don't take my poles away. I watched a film once and I think it was called Red Eye. I don't know. It was a really terrible film. It was about. Was the eye the eye was turned red by a pole in it? No, no, it was like the overnight flight, the red eye. And yeah, but I like the idea of someone's eye going red because you pulled them. True, this is gross. Um, there was like a ninja like guy on the plane, and he got a pen, just a normal big biro pen, and he killed someone with a pen because he put it right in their throat. Ooh, Anna's doing Anna's doing the actions because we record this on Zoom. She's got a biro. It's not the one with the washer on the end, and she's pointing at her gullet. Oh yeah. Oh, update on the washer on the end of the pen. Neil got it off. Uh, um, oh, God, because I have been sleeping. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> good. So, yeah. So my argument is you can't take my poles off me because they're a weapon. Because if you do that, then you have to confiscate everybody's pens. <laughs> right. Are you going to have this argument, stand up argument with airport security? Yes. It's a disaster. Like, 
<laughs> I think you were quite lucky. Did they not say <laughs> anything about the polls? Not a thing. I think you were quite lucky, but I'd like airport security to get in touch and tell us about this. Yeah, I'd like to know either way, because the anxiety that I had, I know that probably maybe other people have gone like to pack to go on a running adventure or maybe to a race and gone and suddenly thought, can I put them in? Can I not? Oh, my God. What if they take them off me? So I, I think it might be a shared thing. I hope so. <laughs> I don't think it's just mm. me. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you say that you've had yours confiscated before, then clearly there is a grey area here. So I'd like it clear. But I haven't I haven't travelled far and wide since before COVID, really. I haven't travelled to like big, big countries. So maybe it's changed. I don't know. Like, I know that now they're, they're not as secure as they used to be on stuff, are they? Well, no, at Gatwick, you literally just bung your bag in the tray and the whole thing goes through. You don't have to take your liquids bag out, your laptop Ooh. out and all the rest of it. It was a dream. Sounds like a bit of a dream, to be honest with you. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I don't know. So if we can have airports, I, I love the fact we now think we're so big that we have the astronauts on there listening to the podcast who can actually tell us how hot it is on Mars. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. We just don't. No, or maybe yeah, don't get. maybe the um podcast policeman knows that. Maybe they train him in what you can and can't take on a plane. They don't. Um. Okay. What was that? Was that you getting the bin? Uh, that was my grim, my dehydration. What should what, what should get in the bin? Uh, my getting the bins just travel in general. Uh, first world problems. Um, except it's not in the bin, is it? Because we love it. No, no, no. I love travel. It's the act of relying on somebody else to get you somewhere. Um, that can't run stuff to time basically basically what happened was on friday my flight got cancelled oh no and i wasn't the only one several of the flights to geneva got cancelled and um it just resulted in a lot of it resulted in less time in Cormier when you're already going for a weekend and you don't have much time anyway um but yeah i think at the moment especially like with the summer holidays coming up and you know people are going away and there are lots of strikes happening and like the airports are just not coping so well. That's the way to do it. It's just to ditch the public transport and run it. So it just runs well, actually, yeah, the Mont Blanc tunnel um, is seven miles long, I think. I think that's right. That is just uh, paging Jay McArdle from Sussex Trail Events. There needs to be a race in the Mont Blanc tunnel, please. He does... He does the, the prison marathon and the flip flop 5k and the South End Pier marathon, and he's trying to organise a uh, another multi story car park marathon. So he's that's yeah. that's his job. Oh, he does one on a pier as well, doesn't he? Yeah, South End. Yeah, the pier's a mile long, so twenty six. Well, twelve times up and down the pier, twelve and a half times, thirteen times up and down the pier. Nice. I do that actually. Anyway, all right, travel, get in the bin. Yeah, you should do the flip block five k. It's five k where flip block no. as fast as you can. No, I I trip over and smash my face into a million pieces. <laughs> I might go watch. I it. need this money maker. Um, I need this thing. Right. Anyway, okay. What's your get in the bin? My, I'm I'm worried about my head exploding. Maybe hold on to the size of your head. I have a uh, a man in the field. Uh, he was out and about on a race. I'm not going to name the race. I'm not going to name the race director unless you want me to at the end. Now, the race was, there were two races, a 50K and 100K. This was last weekend. And uh, this, get in the bin, is women not being given the same accolades or recognition or trophies as men when they finish a race. Uh, Anna's touching her face now and it feels like she might be about to pull it off. Um, So this race... I've got a text from him because like, I just want to get this right when he said it to me. It, it was it was a man who sent this to me. He was like, this was completely unbelievable and totally out of order. In the beep, 
races, the men's trophies were bigger and less shit, in brackets, still shit, than the women's in both the 100 and 50K. The men's first three, so the first three men in, were announced on Facebook immediately on the 50K. Even though it wasn't long after, the women's wasn't mentioned. So the women's top three in the 50K weren't mentioned. The men's first three in the 100K were then announced on Facebook, still no mention of the women in the 50K. Late that evening, a post with the women's first in the 50K and 100K was put up. No mention of any other women running, second, third, etc. nothing. He showed me the trophies, and the men's trophy was about this big. It was quite big, and it was a great big, like, golden, heavy-ish type thing. The women's was as big as this cup, and it was plastic, and it was a little girl, like a little lady, running along, running along. It was half the size. Uh, not only that, but there was no female toilets at start. So the queue for the day, there's one ladies and there was a men's and the queue for the ladies was really long. So during the race briefing, there were still women in the queue for the toilet because men can literally piss in a bush and women don't because they just don't. And there were no sanitary products on the uh, on the route. Uh, and, you know, this is a guy who's on, on the ground who's telling me this, not a woman. Um, but even he was like, yeah, it was really out of order because women were like in this queue, like, oh my God, we need to get to the toilet and uh, we can't because we have to go and start the race. I just think for fuck's sake. What do you think, Anna? I think for fuck's sake. Uh, I'm done. Uh, honestly, fuck's sake. So th- there's a lot to unpick here. First of all, um, thank you, man, for seeing this and pulling it out. Ali, I think you're right at the moment to not mention the name of the race organiser or uh, event because the next steps on this should be is that the person who saw this on the ground needs to contact the, the race director and call this out directly to them because I've worked on um, She Races, a campaign with Sophie Power for the last just over a year, uh, which basically seeks to get rid of all of this bullshit. And um, a lot of the times when things like this have come up, the race organisers, I'm sorry, especially men, say, I didn't realise. I can confirm it was a male race yeah, organiser. Yeah, mostly don't don't realise. I said this to my source. I said to my source, he probably didn't even realise he was doing it, but this is the endemic sexism yeah. that, that lurks all over every walk of life. Yeah. And it's like, you don't you even realise you're doing it. Yeah. That's kind of even worse that you don't even consider... That, that that your races have a first lower female entrance than they have men, yeah. which this one did. Yeah. And you, but like, I I don't even know, really know what to say. Well, I don't, I don't even know, really know what to say. If you're in an office and Peter, John and Ted get promotions and Susan, Leanne and Joanne get promotions and Peter, John and Ted get mentioned at the end of party but only Leanne gets mentioned and the other two don't or you mention them right at the very end as everyone's going home you wouldn't do that would you like it's about equality it's about an even playing field it's about everybody getting treated the same Mm -hmm. and it's not being treated the same have a little girls trophy and and we're only gonna no one's interested in the women's race anyway so we'll just put one of them up no it's just not I can't see I just don't even know what to say. Yeah. Like, okay. Maybe they don't realize, but they. It's not like we're. It's not like it's a quiet thing. She races this everywhere. We're all talking about this all the time within the industry. And let's face it, the race directors are in that industry. They're yeah. in it. They yeah. Know about it. It's one. It's a quick win for them to be like, this is a priority for us. Exactly. It's oiled my fucking piss. I mean, it really has. 
so this, I when we when me and Sophie started sort of like chatting about the she races stuff. So I I sort of I help her with I did the social media for her to to help like take that burden off her while she has all the important conversations with the people that need to be spoken to. I um went through all of the survey responses that that came in from people it wasn't just women um that basically we were asking like what what's your experience has been can you tell us any times where you know maybe you've noticed that things aren't quite right and we we got so many things like this there was one race director who said we had a female winner for the first time this year and this person was like you have a female winner every year they just meant <laughs> they just meant that a woman won it overall but it's like no you have a female winner every year like you know if you were um there's like if you wanted to um get a t-shirt that fits you should have run it faster oh right i just i'm gonna rip my fucking mic off the stand and smash it through a window yeah are you actually exactly when you enter a race there should be a box what size are you ticket then your t-shirt will be ordered or even better don't get one t's not trees but that's not an excuse for not having a right size t-shirt yep right and this one, this one as well. There was a woman who finished a tough ultra. There was a very small field. So there weren't very many runners in it. Um, and she ended up being the only female finisher because there were so many DNFs. Go on, you absolute legend. She was dead last along with a guy, but she finished it. And the guy that she finished it with had to prompt the race director to give them the female winner buff because it hadn't occurred to them that she'd won it because overall she was last. And you're like, she, the the woman still won. <laughs> she is still a winner. I just so like, yeah, it's just head in hands, head against a brick wall. Like that. Let's just have a little bit of positivity and balance on this. There have been so many incredible steps that have been taken by races. You know, in in the last few years, but especially in the last year since Sophie's been banging the drum very very loudly. And, you know, those those race organisers and events should be absolutely put up on a pedestal. But the thing is, we can't we can't sit back and be complacent about it. If you see something that isn't right, see it, say it, sort it. You have to flag it. You have to call it out. Sniff it, visit, bin it. it. What was the other one? Catch it, bin it, kill it. Sniff it, kill it, bin it. Yes. Sniff it, sort it, say it. Hey, podcasts, this is down to you, especially the men. Yeah, because there are still more men doing these races than women. There, there just mm-hmm. are, right? Mm-hmm. It's down to all of you to notice this stuff. I don't want you go poking your heads into every toilet to make sure that the sanitary products are there. <laughs> no, that could don't be do that. Don't, don't do that. that. But we'll deal with that. <laughs> call out this shit. I will ask my source to go directly to the uh, issue in question and report it, and ask for some feedback on what he gets back. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, but for it's just as important for men to call this shit out as it is women, um, because it's like. If it's unacceptable for everybody in the field for women to be treated like this on races, it becomes unacceptable full stop. Yeah. And we live in an echo chamber. I live in one, Anna lives in one, you all live in one in this podcast because we think everyone thinks like us. Mm. We do. We think everyone thinks like us and it's normal. They don't. And uh, and it's really, really super, super important. Like it just, it, I just couldn't believe it. When, when, he, when, when my source told me this information, I was like, are you sure? And I made him like go, like, are you sure you didn't miss something? Because nobody would, nobody would do that. And yeah. he's like, they did I, I can't tell you how pissed off I'd be if like someone came up to me if, if I was lucky enough to be on a podium they came up to me and gave me something that was smaller than 
the men's and then and didn't treat me in the race report the same yeah the same way that they treated the men on the wild horse my big bit of driftwood was bigger than the men's one it was bigger <laughs> bit of driftwood they found on the beach could couldn't know what size it was but uh, i was i noted it was bigger yeah. anyway right that's quite ang- some angry serious subjects covered there love it this is like we're like the pa- the paxman of podcasts <laughs> paxman of podcasts yeah i mean like for example just as a, a final bit on this i um i've signed up to a half marathon with my sister uh later this year and um on the website and the sign up page all of the imagery is of all of the fast skinny white men at the front and i basically emailed them and was like i just wanted to just let you know you may not have realized but all of the imagery that you use on your website um is of men and fast men they are all front of the pack men and as a mid to back of the pack female runner I actually find this really off-putting signing up to this event because it doesn't really show me that people like me are welcome at your event. So you might want to do something about it. Got any feedback? They didn't reply. I just wouldn't do the race. I know, but it's one of those where I'm like, oh, I've, I've signed up with my sister and I really want to run with my sister and, and she's busy. Hey, go, 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 go. When you finished, find him, her, it's person. Him. The person that, that is running, the, find the race director. Yeah. Hi, I sent you an email. I haven't had a reply. What, what was wondering, like... Yeah. Yeah, do it. Yeah. See what happens. Well, it's, it's one of those. And you know, in our lives, we have we're we're busy. We have so much of our own life admin to sort that actually like firing off an email to a race director is um, you know, a time time out of your day. Then having to sit and chase it uh. as well. But it's important. And I know that I know, because they just the thing is people that don't give a shit will hope that you go away. Yeah, exactly. They will hope that you go away. And it's so it's got to be a case of right, we can't do that. We've got to keep following this up. So we yeah. very much appreciate your tales and DM us if you've got a story as well. Mm-hmm. DM us if you've got a story of uh, sexism in the in the race place. Sexism in the race place. Um, we're happy to keep things anonymous, but we would like to hear. I like to hear anecdotal stuff because I've asked this before from people, from women, and I've had stuff that's made my literally made my hair curl. I'm like, I'm sorry, but what now? Yeah. Um, so, and we think we know why women don't do these things. We don't know. We we, we only know if we're told. So mm-hmm. we would like to, we'd like to hear that stuff. Anywho, podcast, let's go on to something a little bit more lighter. You've got some feedback. Well, tightscape, men in tights. Do you remember that episode ago? One episode ago, we talked about men in tights, okay? So I said, am I getting the bin? Was men in tight shorts? No, tight, 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 tight. Now, with no shorts. A few bits of feedback from people, right? Most of the feedback has been from men going, yeah, no absolutely in the bin you're completely right like there is um there's absolutely no place for that in the run place uh and I'm like okay but then I'm like maybe they're just being nice to me okay and then I got then I got the response I wanted right and the response I wanted was from a man so I've had a response from Martin and Martin says Martin there's no judgment on this I'm just going to read it in a funny voice because it sounds better I'd like to weigh in on the men wearing tights thing, please, as I'm a man and I have an appendage. Oh I wear shorts 11 to 12 months of the year as I get too hot, but I do wear tights over winter. In capital letters, no shorts <laughs> over. This isn't CrossFit. <laughs> They're normal black skins. Skins are tight. Have you seen skins? It's like it's painted on. Skin tight. Skin tight. Martin continues. Why? Question mark. One, the tighter, the better. <laughs> They strap my guy down. I do try and um, position him subtly. Hence black, exclamation mark. Two, 
I'm a bit body conscious oh. and I have big legs and a big ass. And damn it, those tight tights make me look good and feel good. Okay. Mark. Good. I like that. I like it. Good. I like it, Martin. Also, he says, also, can we not say pubes anymore? It's a horrible word. <laughs> pubes, pubes, pubes. Pubes. <laughs> Martin. Pubes. <laughs> also, read the annoying noises. I broke up with a girl as her laugh annoyed me. Didn't do it. Sauce. <laughs> I like Martin. I love him. <laughs> Martin, listen. <laughs> If you have a big legs and a big ass, and damn it, those tight tights make you look and feel good. Yeah, wear them. Do it. Do wear it. Them. Wear the thing. You do it. Uh, and I think that you should be wandering around just like being like, look at my ass, and just like show people your ass. Don't show people your appendage, which you subtly <laughs> tuck away so that it doesn't <laughs> get in the way. Um, but most people, yeah, uh, most men have actually gone back and said, oh, no, because it actually – the chafage could be quite bad if it gets sweaty. And Ugh. then if you move it, so if you decide to go and have a wee or something and move it, it can be disastrous. Uh, it's like peeling it, or peeling it off a wall. Ugh. So the debate rages on. It's uh. all good. Do You do you, and I'll just look to the side of up above or down the floor. And uh, I didn't mean to offend anyone. I haven't actually had any bad things back. Nah. It's just yeah. forgetting the bit. It just yeah. makes me feel weird. <laughs> Oh, should we chat about the playlist? Now, I like to, I like to prepare for the pod. You haven't. So I always add, I add in songs. Oh, is this... Before we have these conversations, right? Have you panicked? Because I've seen what you've added. Uh, no. And it's an no, utter pile, literally, no. of dog <laughs> shit. Genuinely, I was like, are you okay? No, because I, I was like, who has added these? Someone has got access to the playlist and it's not us. I don't understand. Why are these on this playlist? The playlist has been hacked by a three-year-old. <laughs> Number one, Sounds of Long Farts by Fartfest. Funny Sounds Collective. What? Number two, Poo Bum Poo Bum by Poopy Man. Ali, are you okay? Also... Turd on the Run by the Rolling Stones. That's a tune. Oh, yes, I didn't see that. Turd on the Run. It's made. How can it be by the Rolling Stones? The actual because Rolling they've Stones? Got a song. They've got a song. I think it's on Exile Main Street called Turd on the Run. Is it Band on the Run? Now, Band on it's the Run. Tur- no, that's the Beatles. The difference between the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, or oh, that's Paul McCartney, is that they would do Band on the Run. Whereas the Rolling Stones are like, fuck you guys, we're going to do Turd on the Run. Because that's because they're renegades. But is it a piss take of band on the run? Song. Is there another meaning to the word turd? No, probably. <laughs> but anyway, I put that on because I was like, that's funny. And then as I wrote turd on the run, a whole list of poo songs came up. And then sounds <laughs> sounds of long farts came up. It's just fart. a playlist of different fart sounds. So there's short farts, wet farts, all sorts of farts. And I thought I'll put them on because I think that if you put this on shuffle uh, and you're running along and you you have a dip and suddenly that long fart sound comes on, you will start cry laughing. <laughs> yeah, just... True. Or just go, fuck's sake, Ali and Anna, and skip it. <laughs> or poo bum, poo bum comes on, you just start laughing. Uh, I, anyway, those were my ads. Oh, dear. The playlist is now uh, five hours long, which is a, a really good length. I mean, we'll obviously keep adding forever more, but five hours long is good. That should keep you going through that 15K then at, at UTMB. Yeah. <laughs> With a couple of skips, like poop bum, poop bum. 
or long sounding farts. <laughs> yes, I've added a couple of bits on there this week and you have added uh, quite a lot. But I, my ads have all been from other people. Great. They've all been requests. All right, then. There's, except Poo Bum Poo Bum and Long Farts. There's some good ones. There's some really good ones. Doves, pounding. Oh, so that's not my favourite Dove song, but it's a good one. Yeah. That Lionheart, Tom Grennan, Joel Corey song is actually quite good. So I put that on. Yes. Uh, and then yes. Uprise. Muse have got so many bangers. Everything from the first Muse album is yeah. amazing. This one's not from the first Muse album. This yeah. is Uprising. And then somebody, I think it's in Benjamin, sent me a message yeah. saying, have you heard the Fallout Boy version of We Didn't Start the Fire? I went, no. I'm so, no, I'm so excited it. for this. It's gone on. So now there's two versions of We Didn't Start the Fire. Yeah. Because Fallout Boy, Fallout Boy, I think, are probably one of the top five pop bands of our generation. Pop? They are an inc- Yeah. They're a pop band. Rock. They've got guitars and stuff. Pop no. They're pop, no, no. Maybe pop punk. Maybe pop punk. Hey, so there's a really great album called Pop Punk Does Pop. Yes. And it's basically punk versions of pop Justin Bieber. Yes. A pop song. I yeah. love that. We need to add some of that to the playlist. Yeah. It's amazing. We definitely should. We definitely should. Um, Obviously, Sweet Disposition wasn't on there. Put it on oh. there. Faith by the Biscuit. We talked about that last week. Put it on there. Uh, and then I found that all the, then all the poo ones came on. Yeah. So I've put them on. And I just want to leave them on because I want people's stories of when they're like going for it, 10 kpb, some sort of road race. And they've, and it's like, feel the love's on. It's like, and then it stops and suddenly... Of the long fart just starts and you just start laughing brilliant i love it i love it i love it i love it this playlist is the best um i'm gonna add one as well uh this afternoon which is the new becky hill song which is called side effects and it goes i get these side effects but because i've been in italy over the weekend and eating tartiflette which is potato and cheese yumminess uh it the 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 song is now i get this tartiflette which brings us on in a beautiful bridge to sack of turds. <laughs> sack of turds. <laughs> so oh. a couple of weeks ago, I talked about taking out some pruning shears with you to take down the nettles. However, because I talk quite fast and I don't pronounce things <laughs> properly, uh, instead of saying people, people hearing the word sacateur, sacateur, it's an E, not an A. Sacateur, sacateur. People heard me say sack of turds. Sack of sack turds. Of turds. <laughs> so people have been approaching nettles with sacks of turds <laughs> or wishing they had sacks of turds or and sending us videos, which I find quite so amusing, funny. if I'm honest. So um, <laughs> oh, the path's overgrown. What I need is a sack of turds. So, so we decided that we want to ask you guys about times when you have misheard yeah. lyrics, misheard race instructions, or just misheard <laughs> things that people have said. <laughs> and then thought, oh, that's that that's what it is. That's what the yeah. words are. Um, my all-time favorite misheard lyric is I had a friend who worked in the music industry yeah. with me. She was an Australian mate. Oh, yeah. Good eye. She honest to God thought that the words to the prodigy's misogynistic banger, smack my bitch up, were snap my picture. <laughs> snap she my it, picture. She thought it was a song about taking photographs. Oh, <laughs> My picture. <laughs> Cute. Have you, seen, have you seen the video? It's not about taking photographs. Um, so, uh, and I had, a, <laughs> I, I actually had an incident where I misheard something <laughs> when I was living in London. Uh, we had a guy that lived above us. You know, you don't really talk to your neighbours in London, do you? No. 
Well, he was, uh, he lived above us and he, he, his wife was having a baby and they kept having stuff delivered to our house. It was getting on my tits. So I decided to take the stuff upstairs. He was, he was Northern Irish. Uh, and one day I was like, I'm sick of this. I took all the stuff upstairs. I banged on the door. He opened the door and I went, oh, did the baby pop out? And he looked at me and he went, it died. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it was a 10 second staring at him. It died. I was like, has he said it did or it died? And I looked and he was sort of smiling at me. And I went, great. And he went, thanks for bringing this up. And I was like, okay, he said it did. It's fine. I don't know what to do. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, it was, so it, was, it, was, it was bad. So um, misheard lyrics, misheard race instructions or misread race instructions. Because sometimes yeah. you read things and you don't read don't bit. Um, send them in we're going to put an Instagram post up we would love to hear them because uh, Sack of Turds has been a hit what else will be a hit what else will be a hit I'd like an A to Z of Ultrasound System Pod where we have to explain to people what this shit means yeah brilliant excellent I love it I love it it's an hour I know it's an hour we haven't even got to people's rookie mistakes yet no I know but um, we can do that next episode we can Oh, I was just about to do a Dr. Dre ready for the next episode, but I couldn't remember how to Hold up. That's it. Dun, 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 dun. That's a tune. I don't want to put it on the playlist, so it's on my playlist. And also, I don't, mm, yeah. Anyway, anyway, you say, hold up. We have got one final thing to end the pod with. Oh, can you do it in your best news voice? Oh, yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Breaking news. Is that what you do at work? Beep, 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 beep. Breaking news. There we go. <clears throat> from Global's newsroom, I'm Anna Harding. In the last hour, we have just heard that the Ultrasound System pod is going to have a meetup. An IRL meetup. An IRL meetup. Uh, IRL, guys, if you're not on TikTok or um, Twitter <laughs> or like Bunker, stands for in real life. So, so you may remember uh, last week that Ali threw this idea out into the ether of let's have a big bear six hour lap race meet up for lols at the end of the year. Well, let me just tell you, we stick to our word. We do what we say. We, we promise. We come up, come up with the goods. Yeah, we've, we've got you the goods. So we have spoken to the legend that is Paul Alban. We have to get his name in this episode because uh, we mention him every single episode. It's like we're obsessed with him, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we are a little bit. Sort of, a little bit. A little bit. He just did Long Course Weekend in Pembrokeshire and listened to the pod while he was doing it. Congratulations. Well, good. I'm glad he finished it because I listened to the pod the other day because I was trying to work out what we'd said to do a social media post and I was <laughs> cry laughing in Lidl. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and you already knew what we'd said. <laughs> right, so the deets. Get your diaries out, get your file faxes, make a note, everybody. We will be putting it on Instagram so that you don't have to actually remember. Wednesday. Oh, it's on a Wednesday, is it? Yes, it's a Wednesday. Treat yourself, take a day off work. Yeah, I will be. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wednesday, the 1st of November. I'm now frantically checking my calendar that that is the 1st. Yes, Wednesday, the 1st of November. It's the day after Halloween, FYI. Uh, yeah, we'll come to that in a minute. Daventry Country Park in Northamptonshire. Yes, it's 20 minutes from my house. Yes, I chose it specifically because it's close. Not true. And yes, if you want to stay at Anna's house, you're more than welcome. <laughs> All of you. No, you can, Ali. Okay. And it's a six-hour event. Starts at 9am. It's called the Rabbit Challenge. Go and sign up on the Big Bear events page. 
uh get your place be there or be square you can do as many laps the laps are like just over 5k whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. was it running oh yeah we we have to run i thought the rabbit challenge was like how high you can jump or like how many carrots you can eat or like how many like i don't know tricks you can someone can do with you with a hat no actually running for six hours yeah but you don't have to run for the full six hours you can literally come and do a lap you can come and do two laps three laps four laps five laps whatever you want to do um the rest of the plans are tbc but it's in november it's like it's july we'll sort that out we'll, we'll try and we'll we will find somewhere uh for food and lols afterwards we will and um just because it the company's called big bear we're not asking you to come bear we don't want any any misunderstandings okay but what we do want you to do because it is the day after halloween is come in fancy dress and the fancy dress theme is ali bailey in the bin get in the bin get in the bin. i've got a horrible feeling every man's gonna turn up wearing skins leggings <laughs> <laughs> and it's all your fault <laughs> A parade of appendages, <laughs> Daventry, Daventry Country Park, children screaming, <laughs> men going, oh, mine's not as big as that, uh, desperately trying to stuff socks down your front. Maybe I'll wear some super tight tights with loads of socks stuffed down the yes. front. Yes, yeah, you have to, because mm-hmm. that's your... Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get my appendage out, then you'll all no, see. No, no. You doubted me, you thought I wasn't t- talking, telling the truth, I was. Well, anyway. <laughs> it's going to be fun, though, because the thing about Big Bear is... You get there and because you you go around in circles and you've got the little special aid station, you just end up having a bit of a natter, don't you? Yeah. A bit of a chat yeah. and a bit of a lot. Yeah. Um and yeah, and we'll find somewhere after to go food and we'll um it'll be really, really good fun. So even if you've never run uh more than like ten miles, five miles, three miles, whatever, just come and walk yeah. a lap, run a lap, trot a lap. You'll do a lot more than you think. The thing about those events is every time I go, there's people there that do a lot more than they set out to do because they can. yeah exactly so. and one thing to say is dav country park um it's lovely it's uh what they do the park run it's there are no hills it it's 28 meters slash 94 foot of elevation per lap so i think you'll be fine that just sounds like hell to, it sounds like hell to me i know for other people they'll be like yay but i'm it's like flat. oh my god it's i don't flat. want to do a flat it's flat i don't want to do a flat it's very light trail um if it's wet like it will be a bit muddy but yeah amazing i'm so excited yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be good we'll put all the details up on the um this yes. the instagram right keep your keep your playlist suggestions coming in keep your uh rookie stories coming in we'll cover those we next will week. do them keep next week. your we will do the next <laughs> week got lots we keep your misheard lyrics misheard instructions misheard words coming in keep oh and also keep your eye out for uh what's going on at your local races like if you see something that you don't think, if they're treating men differently to the way that they treat women or if they're not giving equal opportunities to women, call it out in the nicest possible way. I don't know if you've noticed this, but if you did this, it would make it more accessible to women. That includes you men as well. Yeah. Soldiers, all of you. Cool. I love you. That was good. <sighs> what a lovely catch up. So nice to chat to you. Lovely to see you. I love your face. I love your face too. Uh, and I will see you again. And you, dear listeners, next week. I love you. Bye. I'll tell you what, we will be seeing each other very, very soon, though, because you know what we're doing today. No, tomorrow. La Trois. La Trois Pecs. What Pecs? <laughs> Yorkshire Three Peaks. The York, we're going up the Yorkshire Three Peaks. Yeah. I might have to record some voice notes up there because I do like it when Anna loses her shit. <laughs> I love it. I'm not going to lose my shit. We're going for a nice day out. I'm in charge of this yeah. one. You're in charge of the route. I'm in charge of the pace. Okay. My training run. Okay. Okay, I love you. Bye. Bye.